Hey everybody. So I'm about to have this discussion with my good buddy, Steve Tullius, over in his uh, weightless weight workshop group um, for his members. And I wanted to do this um, here as well. And so one of the biggest questions we get over there in the weightless workshops and with, with people working in pediatrics and neurodevelopmental disorders is how do I have better communication? How do I really get parents with kids with neurodeflective disorders or neurodevelopmental disorders to really understand my role on the team and make the choice to invest their time and their money um, with me and not just with um, OTs, speech therapists, um, or other providers. How do we make the case so that they understand the importance of us being on their team and then they choose to have that value exchange um, in the form of time and money? And so there's three big things. One. The first thing, and it is so commonly missed, is you must understand the parent neurology. It's not enough to understand the neurology of the child. It's not enough to understand exactly what to connect and look for in the exam and in the re-exam, which we teach you, um, and do that brain-based uh, assessment and be able to communicate that. You have to understand the neurology, the decision-making, the psychology um, of the parent of the decision maker. So we have to know how to have brain-based upgrades to create a safe place for these families. And one of the things that we talk about in the Focus Academy is really understanding what is it that they're experiencing everywhere else and how can we make little upgrades based on what we know about their life, they're living in chronic stress, what we know about um, this deficit world that they're living in, and how do we make little changes, little upgrades in our office so that it's not just about what we say, it's about what we do, right? It's about the non-verbals that happen in our office that help them lean in and say, hey, this doctor did say that my child is more than their behaviors, is more than their challenges, and that they approach things a little bit differently. And I heard them say that in their lecture, in their um, consultation, on their social media, but now I am feeling that with their uh, sending me a video to give preparation, not having my kids sit and um, in a consultation and have us talk about all of their challenges right in front of them, of them, not um, making their kids sit in a in a loud, noisy waiting room for a long time because the doctor's running late and the staff's looking at you um, if you can't control your child in the waiting room like you're a problem when they came to you because they're having that challenge. Listen. These are things that these families are experiencing at the other places they're going, which is strange because they're going there because they need help with a lot of these things. But in reality, we're saying we're different. We need to show them we're different. And one step in that is making sure that we have under, we understand their neurology, we understand chronic stress, we understand what they're experiencing elsewhere, and we use some really simple strategies to make changes with that so they can feel not only here, but they feel in our nonverbal communication and in our procedures that what we do is different and what we do, in fact, um, can help and give them an opportunity to want to lean into that as opposed to the opposite. That's number one. Number two, financials. Understanding that um, a parent in stress and a parent with a child with 
behavioral learning and socialization challenges um, is in stress, whether it's been short-term or most often by the time they get to you, it's been chronic stress. And then you add in the last three years, lots of chronic stress and apply this to all of your patients. We need to understand that they make a lot of decisions, um, a lot. It has nothing to do with intelligence. It has nothing to do with IQ, right? It is the fact that they're living in stress, they're managing a lot of things, and they're in decision fatigue. And they're operating oftentimes, especially when it comes to making choices for their kids, from a place of, did I make the right choices before? Am I making the right choices now? Lots of choices, a lot of navigation. So in your financials, the mistake people to commonly make is to give them so many options. Here's, you can pay however you want. Here's 15 options, here's 10 options, here's five options. And that actually can create an avoidant consumer when we're talking about a stressed population because it's too much. So these are the people that maybe just ghost you and you have no idea why because they were super into it. So when you're doing financials, you need to be clear, you need to be direct, and you need to give maybe two options. You can always give more, but don't start with more because of the mere fact that we're understanding the neurology of the caretaker, of the decision maker, and they're living in a state of decision fatigue. And then three, setting appropriate goals. And it's really about setting appropriate goals, of course, clinically, but in this discussion, it's setting appropriate goals based on what you know about the caretaker, about the parent. and their neurological state, their decision-making, their learning, their retention. Um, and so what we need to do is we need to always go back to our two big questions, of course, focus doctors, always going back to our two big questions on our exam, subluxation there, and what are the consequences of that? How's that impacting the tools your child is using to process their world? And what does that create is in the form of, you know, the symptoms or, or observable behavior, learning challenges, you know, we have to back it up and say, we have to ask and answer the two big questions. We, of course, will always uh, do our re-exams and ask and answer the two big questions. Here is our long-term goal. We need to set a medium goal with just verbal communication. Hey, the medium goal is we will every three months, as an example, in our focus systems and what we teach our brain blossom doctors every three months, we're gonna do the full exam to ask and answer the two big questions. That is what dictates our care. When we know how to, add, if it's time to add brain blossom, when we know if we need to change the care plan frequency, um, but not before then. And so that's the medium goal of giving them a, okay, long-term goal, we have a longer-term care plan, middle goal is, hey, we're getting to each re-exam and we're determining what happens from there, not based on just what the doctor wants, not based on the doctor's marketing or finances, not based on just what the parent wants. It's based on the actual results and outcomes of the child based on these two questions. And that is really important. Um, and then you need to give a short-term goal because we know that a brain stress is not attending to and retaining long-term very well. And so we give those and we can always reference them back, which is really important, but we have to give a, and here's the goal based on where we see your child is in their current processing based on the second question, the functional brain-based exam, the primitive reflexes, the movement exam, the eye movement exam, all of that that you learn in the Focus Academy and the, cert the certification series, based on that, we so I know you came because your child is behind in grade or, or behind three grade levels in reading, and that's our long-term goal. Sure, our short, our midterm goal is we're going to change 
um, and modify care based on re-exams. And our short-term goal is what we see based on the exam is that we're actually going to celebrate um, when your child sleeps through the night because your 10-year-old is waking up two to three times at night. And we see that that's tied to early changes um, in brain development. And those are some gaps that we expect to be filled first. So mom, there's this very practical, not abstract, very concrete thing that we are going to celebrate when we see that. And so you can give some like really attainable, really actionable, very concrete things. And then you give the midterm and then you can reference back to the long term. So we're not chasing the symptoms. We're just reorienting um, the expectations and we're setting appropriate goals based on our exams, based on what we expect to see in the trajectory of change. And um, so we're not chasing scans, we're not chasing symptoms, we're not chasing the deficit or the diagnosis, but we are acknowledging the parents and we're giving them appropriate goals to look for and appropriate wins to look for, which is really important, especially in the NDD community, okay? Um, Take those tips, start using those. You will see your retention, retention, conversion, big time go up and retention, big time go up because you are understanding the parent neurology, which is critical. All right, everybody, be well, do good work. Um, few spots left in that certification series that the live training is in August. You want to do this work. You want to differentiate yourself in your community. Jump in with us. All right, be well.